0: Today, I'm calling all wives who want to have amazing marriages to join me in ending 2022 on a high love note. That's right. So, if that's something you want and you're in, let's go. Welcome to the Women Rising Together podcast place for women with a deep desire to change their lives and the course of their future. And now here's your host, Life Coach Addie Sharf helbling Hi everyone, how are you? I think my voice is a little better. Last week it was very weak and today I feel that it's a little bit stronger. I feel better. I still have a cough but hopefully You will not interrupt me today as I'm talking to you about this most important subject, which is having amazing marriages. Alrighty, so I have been very much interested in helping women with marriages because it just happens to be. One of the areas in my life that has been the most affected in a positive way since becoming a life coach. And when your marriage is affected in a positive way or in a negative way, really, in whichever way your marriage is affected, so is the rest of your life. Okay. It's obvious everywhere you look when a marriage falls apart the um, our state of being becomes very difficult to deal with we are sad we are not able to concentrate all these all kinds of things happen in our lives because our marriages are not what we want them to be in fact the Bible says that, first is God, then is your marriage, and then is your family, right? And I really believe that because oftentimes, especially if you are a believer, if you have our um, religion, or if you are a spiritual person, you probably will agree with me that when that part of our lives is off balance, the next thing to suffer is our marriage. And when our, our marriage suffers, then the next thing to suffer is our families, right? Our children, our jobs. I was in a unhappy relationship marriage uh, before many years ago in my 20s. And I was working as a bank teller at, um, at a bank. And I could not concentrate. I was doing everything I could to do my job, but at the end of the day, um, my paperwork and my cash balances showed that I was not all there all the time, because I was, because my mind wasn't there all the time. And so, today I want us to dive into that. I, however, do have a disclaimer that I want to read. And that is that I want to make it very clear that this episode today is strictly for relationships where you are not in any danger in a relationship. And it's for those who wish to remain in the relationship, in the marriage. So if you are in any kind of danger, please seek help right away in any way you can. Okay. As soon as possible, please do that. Because today we're not going to be talking about uh, those kinds of relationships. Uh, All right. So that being said today, I want us to discuss some of the things we as women can do to have Best marriage as possible. I think too often we forget the power that we have as women. We do. We forget. So, if in your marriage you're tired of arguing, of waiting for your husband to meet your needs and in, in whatever capacity um, that you that he's not meeting those needs, those expectations, or you are tired of um, waiting for him to do different things in order for him to show you that he really loves you. Oftentimes we think that if our husbands loved us, that they wouldn't do certain things or that they would do Certain things, right? Maybe you're tired of getting disappointed, being disappointed all the time when he doesn't do what you expect him to do. Oftentimes, we have expectations of people, especially of those who are closest to us, the ones we love the most. And when they uh, fall short, we become very disappointed. Okay, and then lastly is just insert whatever it's going on in your marriage, in your relationship, whatever it is that you're tired of dealing with, just put it in there. Okay, so number one was arguing. Number two was waiting for your husband to meet your needs. Number three, waiting for him to do things to show that he really loves you. Four, being disappointed that he just, you know, falls short in the different areas of uh, of your marriage. And so, and I also want to say, okay, as a life coach, I have a theory and I have never been one in my, for, for my situation, for the situations that I've been in, in my, in my marriage it, marriages, I've been married twice. I have never felt that therapy was for me, that that's me. And I did go to therapy once when I was married the first time, except that my husband didn't show up. Okay, he did not want to go to marriage counseling. And so I went by myself. And I don't know really that it's something that I wanted to do. I believe I was already at the point where I didn't want to stay in the marriage, but I wanted to just kind of do something to show that I was trying to make it work. And maybe in my mind, I was already done. I I don't recall exactly. But why I believe that life coaching is better than counseling for improving our marriages. Number one is that in life coaching, a life coach has had experience in transforming their marriage has had success in the topic, a transformation in their own life, right? As opposed to when we go to counseling, we have no idea what kind of marriage that counsel has. We know that they went to school. We know they are licensed in therapy. But other than that, we don't know if they have a good marriage, if they know what it takes to have a happy marriage, to have a, a successful marriage. We, we can't ask that. We, we don't know, right? And number two is that a therapist or in therapy, the focus is mostly in the past, Uh, past mistakes, uh, who's doing something wrong, in my opinion, and that that person must change in order for us, for the marriage to continue and to, to work out, right? We want the bad behavior to stop at least In When I showed up to my appointment, that's what I was ready to do. I was ready to point out all the things that my husband was not doing right and how I was being the perfect wife and he was just messing everything up. It was all his fault. That's all that I had in mind at that time. But fortunately, he didn't show up. And so... I was just there by myself talking to a stranger about my marriage. And um, what kind of advice do you think I got as far as what I could do to improve my marriage in that appointment? Absolutely nothing. I wasn't given a single piece of positive advice as to what I could do on my own to improve my marriage aside from my husband not doing anything because he was not willing to do anything. He didn't think there was pretty much anything wrong with the marriage and he was not willing to even show up to the appointment, right? So it was up to me. If I, if I was going to do something, I needed to receive some advice as to what I could do. The advice that I received was get divorced now, or get divorced in five years. That's what he said. And so, in in life coaching, we don't look at we don't look at whose fault it is. And I'm not saying that is that somebody's not doing something wrong, but we're not focusing on that. That's not the focus. That's is not to point fingers. As to what somebody is doing. We are going to be looking at what we as women can do independently of whether our husbands want to do anything or not, right? This is, of course, keeping in mind that we want to stay in the marriage. We love our husbands. We want to be with them. They are, they are, they are great men, and we are just struggling with with uh, you know some things and we want we need help we we are going to focus on that right so in my opinion that's the difference between therapy and life coaching in life coaching your husband doesn't have to show up or if he wants to go hire a life coach You don't have to go. In life coaching, we're going to work with the person that shows up. The person that shows up is the one that is willing to do whatever it takes to do the work, right? Instead of going to a complete stranger, even if you go together, you're going to a complete stranger to point out all the things that the other person is doing wrong, right? How fabulous is that? Oh my gosh, I think that's a terrible idea, but that's just me, okay? I've not had the... Uh, positive experience of having benefited from a therapy uh, session. So if you have had good experiences with that, I'm great, I'm, what do you call it? I'm glad, I'm very glad, I'm very happy for you and I'm glad that things are working. So like I said, it didn't work out for me. I went there with the intention of just, pointing out all the things that my husband was doing wrong, how perfect a wife I was being, and and that I was a victim at that, right? How fabulous that would have been. Uh, Okay, so, but today, let us start by remembering that we, as women, you know, we just have so much power and we forget, we often forget that we are the sexier sex. Men are supposed to pursue us, not us, them, right? We are supposed to be the object of men's affections. So we are supposed to be the subject of their affections. So why is it that we forget that? If that's the way it works, if that's the way nature works, why are we having such a hard time with our marriage, maintaining harmony, maintaining uh, loving marriages. Where, where, where are we missing? We're missing something, okay? And we need to reclaim our feminine power right away, right away. I think too often we are in, in the wrong energy when it comes to uh, our marriages. So one of the things that we want to focus on is the fact that us women, we are more attractive and we are better able to communicate when we are happy. When we are happy, when we are rested, we're full of life. We can take care of those things by ourselves. We can start by doing the you know, a few basic things to take care of our own selves so that we are not stressed out and overworked and and trying to do everything ourselves. Oftentimes we take on so many things in life, in our marriages that we are not even, it's not even necessary, right? And we run ourselves ragged and drive ourselves crazy doing all that stuff and then blaming our husbands for not you know helping us. So we're going to try to focus on doing things to take care of ourselves. Things that make us happy that no one else can give us but ourselves for our own happiness and well-being. Okay, that's the focus I think oftentimes we are too frustrated. We are too stressed out. We are mad. We are yelling because we are spread to thin. We are spread too thin. That's what we do to ourselves. And we don't do enough for our self-care for our health. So let's focus number one on that, taking care of ourselves, doing something for our health, for our well-being, whether it's yoga, walking, hiking, whatever it is for you, start by making time for that, even if it's a little bit at a time, make that a priority. Okay. And number two is be receptive, be a happy receiver. I think oftentimes we forget to just accept the things that men want to give us or do for us. We, you know, when, when we allow men to do things for us and to give us a uh, give of themselves to us, it's amazing because that's their wired to do that. They like doing that for us, but too often we are not in a receiving mode because we are too, too much in our head. At least that's been my experience, right? I am too concerned about things that were not done properly or, things that were not done at all, things that only I care about. And maybe they're not even that important. So we're going to practice being a good, happy, cheerful receivers, right? And allow our cup to be filled. When our cup is filled, We can pour more out of it and not be needy. See, when our cup is empty, when our battery is low or whatever, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to call it our cup being empty. We are grasping. We feel needy. We are not acting from a frame of mind that we are content and satisfied, right? And so when we allow to, first of all, we give ourselves Self care, take care of ourselves, our own needs. Do do things we want for ourselves, um, and then our cup is refilled, including by things that our husbands want our husbands want to do for us. It all helps us to be better at all the things we do, and to have a better frame of mind, be more in a receiving mode, as opposed to "you don't do enough for me," right? I. I need more. I need more. Um, Number three, we are going to practice doing things that make us feel feminine and pretty, whatever that means for you. Uh, I know being feminine and feeling pretty, it's, um, it's a state of mind. And it's also a very individual thing. Um, The things that uh, you do for yourself may not be what I would do for myself, but think of what that is and do that for yourself. Start doing that for yourself a little bit at a time, whether it's getting uh, manis and pedis, doing your hair in a way that you love it, and maybe that your husband loves it as well. Um, or just doing your own nails at home, whatever it is for you, right? Uh, Maybe wearing perfume or wearing clothes that you feel um, you're best in, maybe something that your husband likes that, you know, he likes some of those things are so important in at first, it doesn't seem like they are. But once we start doing them, we can see how our mood changes. I personally, notice it all the time that when I do my hair, when I do my fingernails, when I do things to make me look better, although my husband is very, he, I really truly feel like he loves me exactly the way I look when I wake up. I'm so really lucky for that. But I feel a difference in myself when I take care of myself. And, and very often he'll tell me I look pretty when I do my hair when I'm going to be on camera and all those things, you know, when I, when I go the extra mile for myself, he always notices that and I really like that a lot. And also number four focus on just being a happier version of yourself, be the happiest you can be. And Only you can do that for yourself. I mean, some people can do things that will make you happy, but truly the only one that really knows you best and what you can do, what you need, what your needs are, it's you, right? So focus on doing something just because it makes you happy, whatever it may be. Maybe it's watching a certain movie or show or watching um, fashion movies or listening to certain music or having fresh flowers at home, burning candles, uh, flowers about your nightstand, wearing um, something pretty uh, to bed, whatever it may be, something that makes you feel happiest, prettiest, do that for you. Focus on that because I truly believe that the best relationship we can have with others begins when uh, the relationship with ourselves is the best it can be. Because when our relationship with ourselves is out of whack, it's just not going to work. Everything bothers us when something is not good with us. Um, if you ever read The Vortex, that book by Esther Hicks, um, she talks about that. And it's so true. Whenever we are in it disconnected with those around us, it means we are disconnected with ourselves first. The disconnect is inside of us, not outside of us. So important. All right. So then we're gonna let's let's focus on what we can do when it comes to our husbands. Um, one of the things we can do now we are not going to be pointing anything negative here. This is not about them changing who they are. We married the men. We married these men, right? We met them. We thought they were amazing enough to marry them. And so now we're going to focus on remembering why we married them. So we are going to be practicing not mentioning or maybe noticing or whatever you want to call it. We want to take the focus away from anything negative about our husbands as much as possible. And by doing this, you'll find out that the more you practice this, the less you will notice things you don't like about them. If there's anything that bothers you about your husband, try to ignore that. The more you ignore it, the less important it becomes. I am telling you, ask me how I know. All right. So no negativity as much as you can. Second, notice and, if possible, point out as much good about your husband as possible. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be anything big, but it can be something that is important to you. It's important to your family and try doing this a few times a day, if possible, whenever you notice something or remember something. And this is the same as with ignoring the not so good that it's bothering you. The same goes for this. If the more you notice positive things, The more you notice positive things and mention them, if possible, the more positive things that will keep coming up. It's amazing. It's like a miracle. Honestly, try it. You'll be so surprised. Also, a lot of people I noticed when I coach people is a lot of disappointment. Okay. And that's really what happens when we have expectations of people and those people fall short. We disappoint others as well. People have expectations of us. We don't meet that expectation. They are disappointed. And we are disappointed when we have expectations of our husbands and those expectations go unmet. So, what if we could practice having? No expectations at all, or as little as possible. i'm I'm serious. Yes, I know that you expect your husband to take out the trash or to put away his clothes after he takes them off, or whatever it is for you. I don't know. Put the toilet seat down. everybody has different expectations, right? But if you were to put ten couples together, what bothers you? about your husband would probably not bother me. What bothers me about my husband would probably not bother you. And so what if we lower the expectation thing and we just decided to not focus on any expectations that went unmet and we focused more on the positive things that we see in our husbands? The things we like about them. Maybe we like that they are tall. Maybe we like that they are their smile. Maybe we like their laugh. Maybe we like that they're funny. What if we focused on those things, right? Doesn't mean that we can't ask our husbands to take the garbage out or to ask them to put away um, their clothes, their dirty clothes after they take them off. I'm not talking about that. We can still ask. But not to expect it. I find out that when I don't expect certain things, it just like they used to bother me. Certain things used to bother me so much. And I decided, what if I just, and this is all because of life coaching, right? I didn't know that before. Before I just thought I was right and everything needed to be my way. And I found out that my way was just a thought I was having that was not serving me because the other person didn't want to do it. Okay. So let's drop the expectations as much as we can. And then number four, instead of asking for things and letting them know when you're disappointed, how about you point out every time you're happy about something they do that makes you happy. It can be any little thing. It can be anything at all. I My husband was outside earlier today and he he fixed this little bench that I had asked him to fix and he finally fixed it and he was walking in front of the window to put it in the front porch and I saw him carrying the bench and the bench looked so cute. It was all contorted before because it was broken. And I knocked on the window and he looked and I said, you, instead of expecting, try asking and also let him know how happy you are whenever he does something you like. Watch the smiles when you point out something your husband did that made you happy. It's like the best thing. And we can do this all day long because, you know, I don't know about you, but men, they like doing things for us. They love making us happy. And when you point out things that they did that made you happy, that your husband did that made you happy, the more things they're going to want to do, the more things he's going to want to do. Try that. And then number five, be thrilled. I'm talking about be thrilled when your husband does nice things for you, okay? Point them out, but also be thrilled. I find out that oftentimes I'm so impressed and I'm so in awe of my husband's ability to do things that I can't do. And often I don't take the time to tell him that. And I decided that, from now on, I was going to make him aware of how much I appreciate his genius, his ability to do all these things that I can do. And he does them so much better than I can do them. And it makes our marriage so much better. And it makes me so proud. It makes me feel like a proud wife. Like I picked the best husband in the world for myself. And I want him to know that I do try doing that. Try to be thrilled with things that your husband does for you with abilities that he has, how he shows up for your family in your marriage, the things he does around the house or with the car or out in the yard, whatever, just try to be thrilled, point those out and watch what happens. Watch the magic come back. I want to continue this conversation about improving our marriages for the rest of the year. I don't know yet um, what the next episode is going to be like, but I want to maintain this because I really believe that having strong marriages makes for a stronger community and a stronger world and stronger children, stronger families. And this 50% people getting divorced is ridiculous. And I want to fix this. I, I want to make a dent in this if I can, especially because most people When they are getting divorced, they are hurting because they are in love. They are getting a divorce is not something they want. So it is my intention to keep this conversation going. And so I hope this has been helpful. Uh, I want you to join me in making December the month we change our marriages for the better and also for the year to come for 2023. I want us to end 2022 on a high love note, so that 2023 can be the best year yet in our marriages. All right. If you happen to know of anyone who is struggling in their marriage, please forward this to them and have them join us in making our marriages stronger. All right, friend, I'm glad you're here with me today. And I hope to see you next week. Have a beautiful week. If you are ready to make changes in your life, we need to have a chat. My one on one Master Your Craft program is all about elevating all areas of your life. You can find me on Instagram at Women Rising Together on Facebook at Addie Sharp Helbling, or better yet, join my free Facebook group, Women Rising Together. All details are in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share and review. See you next time. And until then, let's keep rising.